0: At Utility Muffin Labs, we are dedicated to accommodating our consumer clients with uncontrived, austere, generalized, and adequate snack-based comestible muffin provisions for your cafeteria or common staff member gathering areas. We refrain from overt decorative adornment that can foment jobholder chaos and sedition. A saccharine workforce is a productive workforce. Procure your necessary muffin repository by visiting us at utilitymuffinlabs.com, on Facebook at Utility Muffin Labs, on Twitter at 25 Years of VTM, or utility muffins all one word on instagram at utility muffin labs one word support the labs on patreon at patreon.com slash 25 years of vampire the masquerade and finally adorn your human form with our t-shirts at tpublic.com slash users slash utility muffin labs utility muffin labs think homogenous you are now listening to the nerd words podcast Brought to you by UtilityMuffinLabs.com If you know your party's extension, please dial it now. Press 1 for customer service. Press 2 for podcasts. Press 3 to check on an order. Welcome to Press another episode of Words. I'm Nathan. And I'm Bob. And today we're going to talk about things. I don't know, we've been talking for like the last hour. We just didn't share it with you. So how about that? It's truth. You're probably you probably upset about that. And What am I going to do?
1: They're probably not because you get to hear us now. Yeah, right. But that's the difference.
0: So, uh, Hong Kong. Yeah.
1: Yeah, dude. Um, rough. Right. Cause it's like one of the books we can't get into cause we're now starting to see that the modern vampire does not stack up with the other releases. Right. right. I mean, we're doing a straight product line revision right. and we will get to them, but we're not going to do them out of order.
0: Right. Exactly. Uh, for in most circumstances, I mean, like, you know, we, we, we made the determination like beginning of the, the podcast, like we're going to review this in order of release from a to z not even from a to z but you know from the time of it being released to modern day and that's what we're doing right but we're finding that um there are like a lot of crossover things you know like one of the things that really was like a hot contention a hot moment of contention was the transylvania by night stuff (laughs) we're like do we just review transylvania uh like the Transylvania Chronicles 3 or 4 or whatever it is like do we just review that like nobody's gonna have any background information
1: when you hear Transylvania Chronicles you think fucking Dracula right there's no I see Transylvania it's you're playing Vampire the Masquerade. I say Transylvania Dracula fuck everything else right that is what's in your head and I know it don't lie to me and if you say it's not what you thought of it's because you're a liar or you're from Transylvania that's the only two times <laughs> right. that it's going on but even bad if you're from Transylvania and we mentioned Vampire Dracula you right. Know, it's going to be something of that extent because it's so hot and popular. Right. Now, if we're in number four, you're really not talking about Dracula. In fact, that whole chronicle series, you mention him and he's kind of a back footnote mm-hmm. on a lot of it and uh, some, some detail on a few things, but it's not like he is the main focal point. Right. They do a good job of telling you everything, clans involved in Zemise's major one, but it gets, it gets in the meat and potatoes is what I'm talking about but that's in the dark ages one. Right. We're jumping to four where it's like, we are now finishing with everything we started in the dark ages, right? Into in the modern, and everyone's going to go, what the fuck does that mean?
0: Right. So, so at that point you have to go, all right, do we just review this book without any context, without any background information and present to the players, the fourth in a trilogy or, right. or the fourth, well, what, I not a trilogy, but like number four out of the, the bunch, or do you just do it all at once? And we kind of like when we did the Giovanni Chronicles, we've done one and two and that's okay. We probably should have done them all at once, but since they're all technically like it's a first, right? Right. right. When
1: we did, it, we thought you could do one and then and there'd be enough of a difference in two to warrant the length we spent on one. And then we realized really, we should have just done one, two, three, four. Right. Bump, 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 bump. Why? Well, cause honestly, you don't want to, it's a review. Right. We're not going over it. Here's the detailed rendition of Apollo 13. Reading the transcripts is Nathan, and Bob will talk about the director commentary when it gets, I mean, right. we're, we're not doing that. It's not Siskel and Ebert here. Right. We're just literally, actually, it is Siskel and Ebert here. <laughs> actually, now that I think about that, uh, just the, the very statement, but for, for book book statement it is. Right. It kind of actually is. It actually is. We're brief. We're brief, but hopefully entertaining. So that's the decision where it comes from.
0: Right. Right. So yeah, we did Hong Kong and essentially to summarize, we don't we haven't reviewed Kindred of the East. I don't know fuck all about Kindred of the East. I don't even know how to make a proper cupper.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> I've no idea.
1: I have an expert coming, but I before the expert oh, fucking no.
0: Right. Don't know. Right. I have no no fucking earthly idea. And and I, I you know, I'm reading the book and I'm like, Man, I, I just I don't know okay. There's like
1: ages. I I do know that between the time of 3.45 and 5 p.m., that is the proper afternoon tea. Right. Anytime after five, it is called high tea. That I do know. (laughs) That much I know.
0: Well, there you go. At least you got that going for you. Again, I I don't really understand even what he's talking about. I assume it has something to do with the British.
1: The fact is, is that tea is in the society of uh, the East. Mm-hmm. Definitely there, and it's a, it's a proponent. So that accordingly, I'm, I was just highlighting that we know very little, right, of it. By the way, I may be a fan. Here's here's my Eastern credentials. I read the Tao of Pooh, <laughs> right? I've read the Five Five Rings by you know, Miyamoto Musashi, whatever. right? Tao De Ching. I've read mm-hmm. I've read uh the Tao of Jeet Kune Do. Mm-hmm. I've read a biography book that was just titled Bruce Lee. I've read an Aikido book. Uh, the laws and practices. Uh-huh. I've read Wing Chun Kung Fu because I practice it, and that's uh, or practiced past, by the way, because um, I'm a terrible student. Apparently, um, that's that's what I did study. And there's that. And uh, also, um, Five Deadly Venoms. <laughs>
2: right. John Wu. <Woo>, right? <laughs> right. Then we get
1: behind that. I'm I'm a big fan. Right. Of Run Run Shaw and all those cats who made awesome uh, wushu acrobatic Kung Fu films of 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 epic proportions. So. Extensive as that may seem, I know fuck all about the appropriate way to address the Mandarin Emperor. Right. You know, what do I know about the fact that in the high court, when a woman has a fan in front of her face, and this is any of them, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say the women, uh, this is any courier at court or any official, a fan in front of the face held out would would, would hide their, um, their man, their face. So they wouldn't have to give away any form of expression one way or the other, and they could just simply talk. And it's done to not influence somebody. I don't know why they do it. My assumption is so you can't tell if someone's conniving, right? It's a very high political nuance, right? Mm-hmm. And it's to keep it civil. However, for all I know, they just do that because they were afraid of saying something and spittle landing on the emperor. Right. <laughs> I have no idea. Right. right. I haven't gone that. Right. Far. Uh, like,
0: and and to even further your point, like even if I knew enough about that, I don't know anything about the Hengyokai. I don't know anything about. I know very little about mage. I know enough to have built one character and played it. That's what I know. Wanna know what I know about Henge Yokai? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Shut up. Ratkins have ninjas.
1: <laughs> right? That's right. one. I know the Sami Beto. Who doesn't like a bushy samurai following Sharkman? Right. That's pretty cool, right? Right? hmm No. the laws of the rokea are swim eat live why are you out of the ocean in samurai armor with a giant spearhead thing defending anyone get in the ocean and eat people off of boats (laughs) swim eat live swim eat live sorry
0: right no that's okay um but again uh i don't know we have a mummy book right i know that we have a mummy book and there are two mummies in the uh, the Hong Kong book. But I don't care about mummy.
1: I could tell you why Istanbul is now in Istanbul instead of Constantinople. Why? Constantinople is the city of Constantine the Emperor. Mm-hmm. Well, Constantine isn't around, is he?
0: No, he's Therefore, not. Therefore,
1: it's not a city welcome to Istanbul
0: <laughs> that's very astute thank you for there, there you go there thank you go. for presenting that why am I pointing
1: it out um because things change right right time periods change the way things are change and I like the fact I love it in fact that a Hong Kong book kind of points that out and it's a unique book because all sorts of elements of culture clash into one spot and I think that's something easily missed however if you were like me and you saw Hong Kong you went Jackie Chan, you, <laughs> you went fucking Jet uh, Li, this is going to be where gun food comes into play and some other badass shit's going to come out. Fucking, this is going to be awesome. Right. And then you saw the cover of the book with some weird twisty thing. Right. Uh, you like, what the? F-? And then I went, hell, hold on. It's okay. Big trouble in Little China taught me. Right. They have a lot of hells in China. Right. 1,000 to be exact, as we learned in White Wolf's book, 1,000 hells. But the point is... That's a Quaijin release, right? Right, it's a You the Lotus, can you right? You can
0: them? tell because those are red, right? This one was black.
1: They're red with cool gold lattice trim, right? That right. thing, and there you go.
0: But what I feel like in my in my very soul, and again, you kind of touched on this in the main podcast, but I think it was borderline deceitful. <laughs> it was it was fucking trickery. Let Let's be totally honest. Like you have released this new line, and you know you have. Players in the werewolf community, which has gotten huge at this point. You've got players in the vampire community, which is huge at this point. Probably at its peak, right? It's fucking massive. Revised, it's just exploding all over the place. you got hundreds of people going to LARPs we play. You can find a LARP every fucking night of the week. You want to play tabletop? Step in line, Jack. So does fucking 100 other people. But how many people are like, I want to play Kindred of the East? Do you know who the people that I encountered back in those days... Who wanted to play Kindred of the East? People who were like, Vampires and Werewolves aren't badass enough.
1: They were rules mongering. Yep. Right. Um Pilfer artists. What I mean by Pilfer artists, they were twinks, munchkins, people who read enough of the rules to learn to pick out of there because there's always the first go to's, right? Yep. They're martial arts in there and lets them do extra damage. Right. They have swords that if it's a ninja toe, do you know what a ninja toe is? And you're like, sure, ninjas use them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got it. It's the yeah, ninja right, sword. Right, right. And here's it, and you're like, but what? A true samurai sword does more, damage. What the fuck are you talking about? Right. It was
0: very popular with the, like, the the blade trench coat ninja community. Like, no storyteller that I ever recall was like, yes, you can play one of the Kindred of the East. Uh, because I, I don't believe at that time they even had a LARP book for it, but that never stopped anyone, right? There were people, there would be people who would go home and they'd pull out their computer and they'd jump on their Windows 98 and they would type out. <laughs> he
1: said Windows 98. <laughs> like, you could just jump onto <laughs> right, it. You could right. act like you didn't have to ripcord a gas <laughs> lawnmower engine to get that sub <laughs> right. load.
0: And they would they would type out their own version, their own LARP conversion rules, right? And they would present a storyteller with this packet. And they did it for every everything under the sun.
1: I can't believe it. I actually have a story about that. Mm-hmm. Do you remember back in the day when we were at you, you were there, mm-hmm. you and me are on staff and that guy walked up, but he's like, do you guys mind if I have this item card? And he printed out his own item card that had the <laughs> samurai sword on it. And he took like all the merits to make it a special weapon. And it's right. a talisman and it's a Shamir item. Yet he was a Bruja. Right. And we looked at it and it was like plus six traits in combat. And it did three levels of damage tests for a fourth. Mm-hmm. All of it aggravated. Mm-hmm. And we were like, what the fuck is this? Well, the samurai sword is so sharp that it can cut through three pigs. That's its test. <laughs> and you and me both were like, so is a chainsaw, buddy. Right. And that it still only does three damage, Jack, and that's if you're dumb enough to stand there to let the guy hit you with a chainsaw. I mean, what the fuck? Right. And so, But instead of arguing, you were, I would never forget it. You were like, what the fuck? And I was like, I got you, man. And then I showed you that manuscript that you remember the three?
0: Fuck you, asshole. You remember them?
1: <laughs> they came up to me. Remember when they handed me the Highlander script? Fuck you, asshole!
0: Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, it's rules for Highlander, dude. the Gathering. We found it,
0: dude. Those rules for what was it called? Let me let me think. I want to make the sure quickening. I'm right. I think it was called Highlander, the Quickening. Yes, right. Those go back to my very first days playing Vampire the Masquerade. Those are old right. school, right? That was uh, in high school, like freshman year in high school. Those are one of the first things. So I was like, ah, there's rules for Highlander. You know." What I mean? and, and, and what's fucked up about it is I learned about it from people who didn't play Vampire. Who were like, oh, well, you know, I haven't played Vampire, but I know the game system. Hey, check this out. Here's rules for Highlander the Quickening or whatever the fuck it was. I told you I played <laughs> that game, right? No. I, oh, well, you may have told God. me, but I don't recall.
1: So it's one of those weird moments where you're at Denny's too long yeah from from LARP right Mm -hmm. it's like four or five in the morning and it was night Melissa was there uh, like almost every time right and she's there basically we're just trying to figure out how to to pour me into a car Mm -hmm. I've done all the side scenes for all the players I've met with everybody's expectations downtime I want to go fucking home before the sun blinds me right and I still got to drive which is a real thing right and I go and and I'm on the way out and this guy goes hey Bob caught what you were saying but uh how about we give a time for you to be a player I think it'd be really good who are you (laughs) <laughs> oh i come up with my buddy from the city all the time and we hang out nah, nah, nah. all right man it's kind of weird like your whole style dude had blue spiked hair right mm-hmm. went off on the left side and he's the guy that was selling drinks to people in the park mm-hmm. like would just go to 7-eleven and buy drinks but then sell everybody there a buck higher right so they didn't have to do the walk And he had a whole slew of them in his jacket all the time and i don't know how he kept them cold but they were i've I bought a few they were <laughs> cold you do your thing and do you, no problem. Right. And he's like, ah, just come with me. But that should have been my first clue. Right. He's got the Highlander trench coat I'm buying Mountain Dews from <laughs> that are somehow cold. Right? Ball right. sweat, like just fucking crotch pot weather. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh man, can't thank God. So, uh, fuck it. I'll go to the city once, live a little. Meet some people, core development, relationship out, network. It's this guy's house, no big deal. Um, we're there, it's an apartment. I want to say we're in the south side. I can't, I can't remember exactly where, so long ago. Well, what I do remember was that they were big Cubs fans. hmm Right? Huge Cubs so fans. Probably so probably North Siders. So it wasn't on the South Side then, right. we'll assume. I fucking... Uh, I, we go in there sit down as a brownstone. I don't know if that helps. But uh go in and we sit down, and right there in the table is my character already made for me. Right. All right. And he's like, I took the liberty of historically looking up everything your character lived through, so go through it. And they gave me the black guy that lived through slavery. That
0: seems a little on the nose.
1: Well... To get him off the hook, he had no idea what nationality I was, to be honest. Uh-huh. He found out there. <laughs> right? Because I didn't say anything.
0: Happy accidents. I didn't say anything. Plus, I'm there on
1: a Wednesday. Right. You know what I mean? I had a day off on Thursday. Everybody else is working. I know I was their boss, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'll state that again. My my players, some of them were my employees. So M- I... Most
0: of your employees were
1: <laughs> your players. So they, they worked. I wasn't. So I'm, I'm having fun. And uh, he hands me the character. And the character has this huge fro to pick in it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, cool. Stereotypical, but all right. No big deal. I'm looking at it. I'm still rocking the bell-bottoms. I was like, man, this is modern? It's like, yeah. Bell-bottom dude. All right. Fit, dude. The part I started taking... I really started to ask some questions is... Uh, this guy's a drug dealer, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, but I'm immortal. Right. It's like, what do you mean? What more guilt could I ever have than be an immortal drug dealer? I'm not a vampire. I can't go fuck it, sucking blood, dude. I'm worse than selling drugs. Right. Can't do that. I'm an immortal who just can't have kids. Right. I know what selling crack is going the do to a community. I know because I was a slave through it. I threw civil rights. I lived through that. I'm in a neighborhood that became a ghetto and that wasn't the intent. All the statistical bad shit. And I am just plaguing. Plaguing this area. And he's like, Well, you're really a hero of the community because you take your drug money to fund people for athletic scholarships. And I was like, You know, there are black lawyers, <laughs> black doctors, black lawyers, the civil, I mean, like, suffrage is a thing women can vote to. Right. And he was like, Well, your character is a guy who's kind of stuck with the times. Which time? Right. He's like, Oh, just you'll, you'll see, you'll see, you'll see. Big villain comes out, and, you know, I'm like, I'm trying to get the rules down i'm not really stopping the show right i'm only here about an hour by the way this is why big villains the kkk kkk that is the ku klux klan right or the knights of the ku klux klan i'm looking at them i'm like all right so i'm the only black player and the ku klux klan is coming and one of them i have to go duel in an odd spot but the whole rally's there to jump me sounds like a fucking lynching to me <laughs> shit, historical. I don't show up for the duel. Is what are you talking about, man? I lived through that. I know what happens. Be fifty white guys jump me, grab me. I don't give a shit. And he knows if I lose my head, he wins. Right? It'll be the easiest duel ever. I'm not going to that. Fuck that. You gotta play the like he was mad. Right? You gotta play the rules. There's just the way it's written. And like his buddies are fucking laughing their ass off at how mad he's getting and whatever. And uh, there's a guy there named uh, Rick who I remember. Uh, Rick is uh, Puerto Rican and. uh Puerto Rican mix, but uh, he was telling me, he's like, Oh, no, 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 it's getting better. It's getting better. I haven't told you my character. He's like, What are you talking about? I don't know why he gave it to me, but I'm the one who's the racist guy in going to duel you. Then why is he talking about him? He didn't want you to cheat. What? <laughs> so you got this secret dude that he's role playing, and you're going to roll dice and suddenly be like, Ahaha, it was me the whole time. And he's like, Well, basically, I'm like, Yeah. Okay. Now, about the rules, right? they couldn't be more ridiculous. You, you know what your quickening was? I'm paraphrasing from it. Yeah. If I remember, if I took your head, right. I like gained your quickening,
0: right, exactly.
1: Added it to mine, and I'm able to roll my quickening dice with all my melee and brawl and combat rolls. Right. It's a dice system of one through ten.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: So I'm rolling ten extra dice with everything I do eventually.
0: Because you're, you know, there can be only one. Well, no shit, but shouldn't right. that be
1: the power of the one guy? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: You'd think so. Yeah.
1: You know, even yeah. how about half a dot per duel I win. Right, that makes sense. I
0: can't even imagine because, like, I I saw the rules existed. Right, disclaimer: we do not know those rules by heart. We are going off the top nor, of our head from nor, ancient ago. Hey, here's another thing I want to make clear: nor do we give a shit. Yes, uh, because it was the first movie was a great film, <laughs> right? Um, and by all accounts, the show was a fantastic show. However, it Mark. did not need to be written into the White Wolf, uh, canon. Nope. And it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's fan made. Um, but it's gotta be completely, incredibly overbalanced, like overpowered. Yes. Like, like I can't imagine, let's say you're kind of McLeod and you've lived since fucking 11, 12, AD. I don't know the fucking actual year. I don't give a shit. Um, vampires go to torpor right yep. you know they're mortal they have the same basic principles but they go to torpor you got it you know but your entire life is i have to defend against being my having my head cut off for a thousand years could you i can't even imagine like what the character creation rules for that are
1: i wanted it to make sense because in the show because it's a show you got fans i got right. how you live time to time i wanted to play a realistic Highlander. right exactly like i went to that game thinking that brought to the modern like i wanted to go into what was it like fifth century Japan. It's a character I wanted to play, where I retired as a monk to be the old man in the mountain who has a blade, but the blade is made of wood.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Right? Right. And you, had was, a, you had a
2: character concept. It was
1: a statement of of uh, nonviolence Uh huh. that I would knock you out or kill you as many times as a bokeh into the head would go, but I would never cut your head off. Wouldn't do it. Uh-huh. Then when the time came for the one duel, you had to make a real moral choice. But at that point, I'm the one who has won because I've already lived many lifetimes. I've already fulfilled the cycle and that accordingly, when you take my head, it was because it was my time to have my head taken. Right. But I will not give it to you. Like I had a very profound idea to play this guy and why I wanted to play is because I'm batshit shit nuts. I'm fucking nuts. That's what happens. Right. You can't live 10 years on your own without some crazy falling into you. Right. Now Absolutely. I'm going to somehow live a thousand years and just be what? Well, today's a normal day. Right. Is it? I, I have shit that I made that are now considered artifact relic
0: finds. I, I bet you we could still find the rules for this. I feel like we should, we should find the rules, print them out, and kidnap all of our friends <laughs> and force them to make Highlander characters for one night.
1: No, dude, I will recreate the characters I saw.
0: <laughs> someone will play Afro Samurai. It will happen. That's, we'll just give it to them. We'll not say it, and I'll make sure it's someone white as the day is. You know what I mean? Well, here, here's my question, and what really baffles me, wouldn't it make more sense to have the KKK member be outed and not know who's playing the Afro Samurai? What I'm going to do is I'm going to make a
1: character like Dorian Gray. It's going to be a guy who is not, he's bi, Mm -hmm. but from his era and that he got hung for being bi. He got broken with the, with the pair. Look it up. I won't be gross. And you know that he's had like horrible shit done to him for being gay, but brought to the modern to listen to the people whining about them getting beat up because they're gay.
2: (laughs) You're going to whine about that? Like really? Right.
1: Right, that's great. How about you just, like, um? everyone is going to have stuff done to them at any time, and how about you just kick the shit out of the assholes?
0: So, uh, to, to bring it back, how, what happened, like, that caused you to get up from the table and leave?
1: The incident that happened, to, well, that very point. I'm going to yeah. get lynched. Right. you got to understand something about me. I don't know if you've looked at them, folks, and if you haven't, I won't say shame on you. I understand. You want to live through life without having a haunting burn image? I was age 13, I remember it very, very well. I'm in the library, and they had, due to me and my sister being the first two Black people to graduate from Mountain Home, Arkansas high school system, their school system, they had to honor Black History Month
0: for the first time. Right, <laughs> right, like
1: not been done before. Right, like they would go over it. Right, and they would say no nah, da 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 da. And if you looked on the counter, it said Black History Month, they were aware of it. They just didn't make it a thing. Right. Well, their idea of getting into it. We'll just say it was a shock to the system. I'm an assistant in the library, right? I do it just after P before lunch just because that was me and I would read a lot. And they have on these easels two blown-up pictures of lynchings with lettering Black History Month. Right. What, did that, what would that tell you? Uh, I'm seeing a picture of four black people, poor people, hung dead as fuck. Right. And there was a whole community of white people just smiling and looking at the camera. It's a horror film is what I'm looking at. Like in any other way, I would say this is a shoot for a horror film, except it's real. Right. It's real as fuck. It was like going out to realizing, ah man, it's hard not to even be impassioned by that. Realizing that to go to a movie to them was to go find people who didn't have your skin color to do what you wanted to them and then fucking hang them. Right. That was the entertainment. Kids are playing in the background of one of the photos. And I was like, some adult better fucking come explain this shit to me i was <laughs> right. i was conflicted right i'm like playing yeah. with people getting picked on like anyone else people want me to join a football team i gotta i gotta i gotta fucking live here and it was actually the librarian who pulled me aside and said look you know there's a curriculum you got to know about this you know i don't know if you were told at home i said like, they told me about racism and kind of gave me a heads up but like what that happened and she's like yeah here look at this book zinc arkansas they hung some people over here they hung some people cotter arkansas they hung some people and i'm like i'm like 15 minutes from some of these fucking places like how the fuck? she's like i know that's why it's important that you're aware and we're aware and make everyone aware and i'm sitting here going well this must be a thing that everybody knew about and i just didn't notice it because i'm i can be stupid you know just blatantly ignorant to what's around right. me i started asking my friends they had no idea what i was talking about well, when they start going to find and they see this shit, I'm watching them go, oh, man. And they're looking at me now like I'm the wounded animal. Like, it was a different form. <laughs> right, it was like right. I was diseased. Poor Bob. Man, he's descended of some poor nigga that didn't make it. You know? That's what it felt like. I know that's not how they meant it. They were trying to empathize. And it's unfair to them because how do they relate? But then to do a little research and figure out some of those names were still alive and thriving in the town that hung people. And it's like, well, a whole family line doesn't die because of it. You know, you don't blame it. Right. Let me bottle that. I go on a while, and Let me bottle that. I don't want to ostracize. I'm not offended about it. I'm just saying that there were some deep feelings, right? Right. When I'm at a table to play a fictitious game, and the context is you surprise me with a role, and he's off the hook. He wasn't aware of my nationality at all. He thought I was fucking Italian. Right. To clear the air. Because um, I'm, I'm what they call light-skinned with the correct white hair of curls, right? That's the deal. So he made an assumption. And it's in front of me, and I'm looking at it. And all the stereotypes are there, and what he wanted me to do, and he was ignorant to to what the Black Panther started as. He's ignorant to the fact that, you know, there were times in communities where kids couldn't eat. Didn't matter the color of skin. Parents can not afford to feed them breakfast. Right. They're going to schools hungry. They had, you know, people that take charge, so they kind of manned up, and delivering pancakes was a thing, and that's that's what happened. And you don't know any of that. We're playing a game where clearly you didn't do your research well enough to know why— why am I about to have a sword fight with, with fucking, I don't know, the head of, who's the dude? Boss Hog from Dukes of Hazard? <laughs> like, what's the point? Who's ran by, by the way, Nick, the Hispanic guy. Right. Who's like, this is kind of weird. He's laughing because he's uncomfortable because I'm a big dude who in that moment was like, like much like I am now. Or I was like, what the fuck, man? You know, like, what, what are we? <laughs> wow. You know, I'm going to go. Right. It was that simple. And he was like, really? I was like, I can't, I can't concentrate. I can't focus. I don't know what else to suspect. Basically what I'm saying was, I didn't know how ignorant this was going to get. Right. But I know me. And so at that point, I was, in the, I was in the not in the red. Definitely in that hesitant yellow, have no trust. I didn't really know them anyway. Right. And I'm sitting here in this place. We were drinking a little. And I'm like, all it takes. All it takes is a bad comment, meant and poor taste, and I'm out. And it's, this serves as an example of why you don't run Hong Kong. World of Darkness, without knowing your audience <laughs> and knowing some things, right? Right. I feel that. I don't want to ever have to do the grand tea ceremony from Japan that has all the nuances I don't know about, right. and has all the importance I don't know about, and go, all right, man, check it out. We're going to do this tea ceremony. We're in Hong Kong, and someone goes, Ahem, that's Japan. We in China. All right, well, if we in China, we're going to throw some firecrackers around to announce the emperor's arrival. What? Yeah, when you go to a Chinese restaurant, they mention firecrackers and the Emperor go hand in it. No, dude. And
0: now all of this is just to say, really, um, I'm sure someone spent a lot of time and worked very hard to bring Highlander into the D10 World of Darkness system. And we'll probably never know who you are. We'll never know your name. And I'm sure you really were a fan of Highlander and you, you really wanted it to be a thing. But no, no, you shouldn't have.
1: Highlander the series is good because the context Mm -hmm. and history people like history
0: yeah absolutely everyone
1: knows that they do the research white wolf did the research right the audience who is interpreting the information that they could buy are completely responsible for the delivery of the material Oh,
0: absolutely i mean if there was ever a way to make a game specifically called like trench coat the katana like that's right. what it should be called. Like it like it's like, like let's cut away all the bullshit. Look, I don't care about this telling story stuff. I don't care about the dark romance bullshit. Do
1: I get that wacky Bruce Lee shit as a skill? You, in you, the katana? I mean,
0: I, I assume you could. I assume you could. If you don't have that wacky Bruce Lee shit or the spinning shit. Spinning like spinning shit is good. Right. How are you so you you gotta have a katana. So you're you're gonna take fucking Knife-edge fucking whack-a-mole blade style. Whack-a-mole is a specialty. But you're also going to take that Kung Fu shit. You're going to take, <laughs> you're gonna take um, that Krav Maga shit. You might do some Taekwondo shit. I mean, you're just going to have all the martial arts, right? You, basically, what we're going to do is we're going to sit down one night over the course of 45 minutes or less, and we're going to develop a game. And it's just going to be called Trenchcoat Ninja the Katana right (laughs) and we're just gonna fuck story right what do you really want to do with this game you want to walk down a rainy street and you want to chop motherfuckers to bits and don't
1: worry because when you chop a motherfucker to bits and hit the ground it's not blood a handful of coins is going to fly in the air and bounce Mm -hmm. until you pick them up Mm -hmm.
0: so you're going to get rich while you chop bitches up right and if you want to be a vampire that's cool because then you get disciplines right but if why stop at a vampire right Why not? Let's give you some fucking werewolf transformation. So when your sword dulls and you fucking got to toss it aside and you run out of ammo on all your fucking automatic machine guns. Fuck it. Let's transform into a werewolf and just rend these bitches to shreds. Right. (laughs) That's what we're going to do, because that's really the game we all want to play. Let's be honest. We don't want to play fucking romance. What is this? There's some thick sarcasm land fucking romance. (laughs) Like, like it really should just be like Steven Seagal all of your players right <laughs> right like you just are what you're an saying immortal is the badass. role-playing
1: game that's made by full moon entertainment
0: I don't know is that a thing you don't know about full moon entertainment I, I don't is uh, do they have a game blood species you've never seen that I've movie? never seen blood species oh
1: my god blood species is like comedy
0: gold how about dollman versus demonic toys I have seen a dollman movie and I've seen a demonic toys movie but then I don't you've think I've seen, seen that full moon one. entertainment yeah so I mean basically isn't that what like, all like is that what we're doing podcasts on? Like, basically, like, what is all this bullshit we've been talking about? Like, storyline and shit? Look, every good fucking movie is just, I'm the badass motherfucker. I could be a man. I could be a woman. It doesn't matter. I'm a weapon, right? And everything around me is just a foe for me to defeat. America loves a winner. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. that simple. Absolutely. If you ain't winning, you're sinning. So, simple. so I think we should we should definitely do that one night. We should sit down, get out two crayons, get out, <laughs>
1: dude. I know the plot. We're gonna order Chinese, and we're gonna open a fortune cookie. Uh huh. And that's and that's gonna be our ST meetings. We'll do it however, like however much we can stomach, right? right. And when we open, it will be like the future for you is uncertain. Mm -hmm. awesome and someone's going to have a very confusing night right that's their whole plot or
0: even better like yeah it'll be a confusing night but it'll be a confusing night where you end up in the future for no explainable reason (laughs) fuck it why not wouldn't you like to kick future asses as well
1: guys i'm missing five hours of my life and somehow i'm still talking to you five hours in the past how does that happen (laughs) we don't know the future's uncertain that's uh
0: right or we could we could even we could change it to the future's not set and we could have all of your enemies be hit marks, right? Hit marks. Just hit marks. Just fucking cyborgs, Cyborgs. right? Fuck them, dude. You got discipline. Cybidine systems. You're not even a vampire. You've transcended that. You're a fucking ghoul because you found, like, a third-generation asshole, stole his blood and drank it. Fuck it.
1: Dude, you were on a tear. Like, (laughs) like you were on a tear. Like, this is ridiculous. Um, Yeah, so... um the sweet with the sour there a little bit. But I'm that, sorry. Yeah, yeah no, no no. No no, that's good. That's good. So yeah, there were some touchy subjects back in the day. Um about that, I always feel uncomfortable running a culture. Mhm. We're back to Hong Kong.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. I'm
1: always uncomfortable running a culture without getting a head nod from someone who's in the culture.
0: Well, I feel like if 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 you haven't experienced it and you don't really know it, you you're going to have a tendency to unintentionally be insulting to it. Correct. And I'm no expert on it. I don't run games that take place in fucking Europe.
1: Not to be fair. I know. I know more than most that role play. I could say that Right. more more than people I've encountered uh, with the exception of, I'd say, Pierre Ray. He yeah. knows quite a bit um, about, about Eastern culture and whatnot. So I mean, at least um, he
0: fucked, he, he fuck <laughs> <laughs> at least he took Japanese. Correct.
2: And uh, <laughs> it's,
1: it's a lot, you know, and I've, I've heard him out about, it. he's good with it, but I, I don't, uh, nah, right i had i had a japanese friend in um, arkansas tech university and he and i both said the same thing we both come from areas diverse and different than here how the hell do we end up here at least for him uh it was because he got paid money to be here (laughs) you know what i mean he's over here studying agriculture for a farm job i say that because i don't know point is he had it set up but he was trying to get me to say like you know good morning and how are you the appropriate way because remember he's like five one I am like six, six to 7, depending on the Seven Eleven, Right. Right? And so on. at this point, I'm, I'm dicking around sports, right? So when he and I had the same class, which cracked me up, business law. Why is he taking business law? Remember what I said. Accurate job. Going to have to be indoors doing business at some point. We're in a class and I'm taking notes and he has a tape recorder. And I said, how do you keep up with what he's talking about and take notes there? And he says, oh, well, the English, the English language is easy. Mm -hmm. what are you talking about he goes have you seen kanji do you know how we write and i was like no and he showed me what he's taking notes on i could never decipher his notes ever right Mm -hmm. um they're just it's japanese i don't know it you know it's very sophisticated uh for them and uh for me it's just alien because i don't know well (laughs) i also didn't know why he got offended when because he used to be the guy that would bow to people on campus you're on a college campus can you imagine trying to bow to everybody
0: I couldn't imagine bowing to anyone.
1: He's trying... I don't mean bow like he's down kowtowing. He's I mean just like, shit bow. Right. Eh, you could say that, but it was, <laughs> he did it in a way that was cool. Like, he would do it, and then it took him time to warm up to the idea that he could just shake someone's hand. Right. And then when he started shaking someone's hand, they wanted to put, like, spins on it. Remember back in the day? I do. have a secret handshake and shit.
0: Shit, I still got a secret handshake, you know.
1: Right. But he was, you know, he tried to do it to fit in. Point is, even having him as a friend and end experience, I learned that I vastly do not know shit about the cultures of the world it's not like the east is special in that only right i couldn't go to the middle east and have any no i, I couldn't i couldn't run a game where i'm playing ai don't feel comfortable playing a culture that i'm not in
0: right exactly to tra- that-
1: to translate it i don't give a shit if i'm a villain fuck you right right i can play a chinese <laughs> villain right now right i don't mind that at all you're supposed to hate me i'm justified then
0: right well and and i'm the same way i mean typically if i'm going to run a game I'm going to run a game that takes place in a in a location that I'm at least referentially experienced with. You know, if I I've never been to Canada.
1: Better said, you feel more comfortable if you had to play an Asian NPC, right. or someone not from America, right, and bringing them in because America has Americanized, right, exactly.
0: But I wouldn't want to run a game in a location that I've never even been to, right? You know, that I've only read just the briefest of source material on. However, that's not to say you can't do your research and use that research. I'm just not personally comfortable with it.
1: I don't want to find out it's wrong. In my head, China looks like Kung Fu Panda. Right.
0: Because so to me, it's beautiful right? <laughs> It's beautiful. <laughs> to, to me. I would say I'm going to run a game in at least an American city because I can get American, right? Because that's what I am. Or fuck it. Let's just run a fantasy fuck america fuck china fuck fuck you welcome to my fantasy world which is the future you don't know what's going to happen in the future fuck you you can't judge me
1: know where i write passes shadow run
0: that's and that's where i was going with that right exactly you know if i'm if i'm doing like a near future you know sci-fi game
1: Ah, but you know what there's a fact here too right if it's modern not that big of a deal right right i honestly do feel that i don't have a problem playing somebody chinese in the modern sense right it doesn't bother me I just don't like preaching your history and getting it wrong. Right. You know what I mean? I don't like trying to portray I don't want, I don't want to portray a mandarin from the mandarin era type thing. Right. When I don't know shit. Right. Right? Fair. We're beating this horse, but uh it's it's something to to highlight cuz that's the whole difficulty in the Hong Kong book. Right. You know? And I think White Wolf knows that. Yeah. Because you can I, we you didn't see um nothing. You didn't see Korea by night. No. You know what I mean? You didn't see him dive in and say, you saw Russia by night, but I think that's because the vast majority of it is, and you'll see this, is written from a very strong werewolf perspective.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's because it's called Rage Across Russia. Right. Right. That's. <laughs> oh,
1: right, 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 right. What I mean is is that like, um, there's not a whole lot of room for, you're not going to write a book about, okay, you're in the wilderness and you're werewolves. Mm-hmm. There's forests and it's cold. Right. Everybody meets there and they gather at the big tree. Right. And at the big tree, you're going to learn about all these. Nah, man, they made a full flesh villain. They got awesome steps and ways of life and little cultural things you can check up if you want. And plus it's Russia.
0: Right. And the the thing is, too, like even us as storytellers, like with our apprehension, our reticence towards like, you know, running games and locations we're not familiar with and cultures we're not familiar with. Even the people that wrote those books that, you know, they did research. They went to the library or got on the Internet, depending on when they wrote the book. Maybe they traveled to those locations, they took notes, they talked to people, they did the best that they could with what they had, and still, people are going to be like, "Ah, that's not how that is." Right. But you know, they fail to realize like you're running a game, right? So you have some leeway, but you want to at least do favorable to that culture. You don't want to be insulting to that culture because if for no other reason, like it's just shitty. It's just shitty to be shitty to that culture for no reason. You don't want to be a fucking 1947 uh, war movie where you're representing these cultures in their most debased fashion. That's shitty. It's just shitty. However, you do get some leeway. You get some leeway in representing the location because fuck you, it's a game. It doesn't have to be exactly the same as the real world.
1: Point is some big things are uh, are coming up. Right. I know, I know this for a fact because uh, we're about to be... Like how long before we're done with the with the modern?
0: So um, we probably have uh, maybe another six months, yeah. If that, I mean, probably like midpoint next year. We'll probably be done. We'll be we'll be current day with uh, uh, V twenty. Um, I mean, we just we're in revised, and like you know, there's not a vast library of V twenty books. You know, there's like ten or fifteen or something. Whatever.
1: Dude, I was. I'm excited because I won't be the only one with stories now when it gets to the fucking revised books. Right. That's what I'm excited about. Cause I know you have a ton. Right. Right. Live absolutely. Especially when no- people showed up with the clan book and the, you know, the live action books. Yeah. going be good.
0: Yeah. That, I mean the revised clan books are some of my favorite books out there. I, I think that all of them are pretty exceptional. Um, even the Ravnos, which I don't particularly care for as a clan at all. Um, even that one's a pretty good book. And it's good because they kind of understood, and they did what they should. Now, we won't give you any spoilers, but for those of you that know what happens, you kind of know what happens.
1: By the way, I'm going to state because it was it was almost Nerd Word S with that question about Requiem. Uh-huh. I do think Requiem's a better product. Yeah, absolutely. I'll go, I'll go on the
0: record saying that. Uh, you've been saying it for years. Yeah. You've been saying it for, since its release.
1: And I, I'm, I'm just going to always say it um, because I, I urge an audience to crack a Requiem book and uh, just look at... Don't even look at the rules, right? urge you not to you're not learning it, borrow it from a buddy, get an internet excerpt if you were, if you will, and just read their explanation of disciplines right, right, just not even mechanically, just what they are, how they relate to you. you feel that this is a true living beast right that that's what it is, like even their explanations to how blood works, how it smells, the predator's taint that exists all those themes, all that makes an exciting game. And you remember, mm-hmm. experienced vampire crowd, we went to Requiem for, what, a couple months? And and people were just stumped right. on, on how to handle these urges, like terrified. We didn't get, we fed for a group, two-week session, one person fed, and it led to a mistake, and you guys had to get rid of a body. And I remember the violence amongst you guys and just like, I can't. I can't wrap my head around it. That guy was like, he didn't need to die, well, and then find out he had a family, yeah. and his family was looking for him, and someone had to bullshit the family, and they were being heartless about it because hey, we're vampires. It was like, nah, dude. I mean, you just feel more. Right. things make and sense.
0: Maybe this will make sense a little bit more as to why I was going off about two crayons and construction paper earlier. In my experience, in a lot of the LARPs that I've played, and the opportunity I had to play in Requiem really brought that to the fore, really made me understand even more. Vampire the Masquerade is a game that a lot of people say they understand and say they get, say they're experienced with, and they don't. They really truly don't. They don't understand that it is a game of personal horror, right? It is a romantic game of personal horror with a supernatural setting with politics sprinkled in. It's like politics sprinkles on your donut, right? But they don't really get any of that they're not there for that. They're there for I want to be a badass, I want to fight shit, I want to fuck shit up, I want to be as powerful as possible. I want to get to level 12, you know, like that's and I'm not saying all players are like that. If the shoe fits, wear it, but also look inside your head a little bit and make that distinction. But Requiem ratchets up that personal horror. Oh yeah. It goes to 11. But it goes to 11, right? And watching people try to play that in a live action setting it was just like watching dominoes fall because they couldn't. They, they couldn't take what they thought they knew from the masquerade and place it into Requiem. But the, even me, even me, to some degree, I was like, I fucking don't know what to do. Although I will say,
1: I know it's a favorite of some fans of Requiem. Vanilla Ice on steroids, their NPC, Earth Banes. Yeah. <laughs> His name's Earth. The Earth fucking Banes. characters are just so good. Why does Marshmallow Fluff, loves rap and hip-hop, drives around in a big-ass SUV, and muscles people for the Prince? That's what he do, and that's what he lived to do. Why? Because he's going to run this town one day. (laughs) That's his mentality. It is one of the greatest characters written because it's so refreshing to see.
0: To me, the big thing that I liked about Requiem is that maybe there were some powerful characters, but it wasn't the same scope of power. It was not this global... Fucking, you know, like Requiem's very centralized in the city, just like Vampire the Masquerade, except where they fucked up and Vampire the Masquerade was like, oh, we have these world spanning political ideologies and the Camarilla and the Inner Council and the Sabbat. and da da. So it was like a worldly game, right? Well obviously the developers of the game were like, we need to make this more centralized. We need to make the horror local. It's not a globetrotting game and it shouldn't be. You know, you're a prisoner in the city. It's a paradise and it's a prison. It's heaven and hell, and you can tell they w- they wanted to write that into Vampire the Masquerade, but they couldn't do it. I think what
1: you're saying is that the problem with Vampire the Masquerade, and I do I do mean a problem, is that people can't wrap their head around that the Camarilla and the Sabbat are corporations. right? Right. Their ideologies, right? That they're really following, and they were called the founders before in the Camarilla, right? Right. And their goal was to bring chaos. Or, excuse me, bring order out of the chaos of the Inquisition. Right. To make it to where the mortals did not know of us. Right. And they're not gonna. And they had a long game to play. The only way they could think of is if we bring all the clans on board. Right. Otherwise, it's not gonna work. And so they tried to have this or work. Then you had the Sabbat at the same time. Yep. Came out of the same fraction, right? And they went the other route. And we know the stories, but if you look at it, its core, the Sabbat are saying, we could be us and still survive. And the Camarilla said, good fucking luck. What are you gonna do about the Inquisition? Got to respect that masquerade. And the Sabat elders went like, yeah, no shit. We're just not going to tell them that. Right? Right? Because if you're, unless you're dumb, you get the fact that the Camarilla and the Sabat elders can go at each other tonight. Right. Right now. In any of your games, I don't care if you're first time starting or a veteran, you know that if Hardestat, the younger, and that may be a spoiler for some of you, decided let's take out the Sabat regent, we know she's stationed in Mexico. Right. It's the worst kept secret anywhere right we right. go through the giovanni connection where they meet in venice once a year for the camera board. if the black hand really wants to get savvy we can go there and we'll take all our seraphs who by the way alana jav is one hell of an argument to ending a lot of elders and we can go do that but the warlord karsh he'll be there to stop me that is if I mean, you
0: right won't he be though
1: yeah well yeah. you figure out that one too point is they can go at it tonight they don't why cuz no matter what it's it's a system of elders that had children who become Ancilla who want a piece of power, right? That's, that's the real curse. Right. Don't have children because they will rebel eventually. That's what happened to Cain, right? Right. And that's happened to the second gen by the third, you know, third, and that's how it goes. And so, too, it happens again. You can't escape it. And so the Camarilla said, no, no, we found a way to escape it. Rules and stricture. Mm-hmm. Well, no, everybody rebels. If you ever wondered why everyone's always trying to kill the prince? That's the exact reason. Because as the players get more and more disciplined power, they look up and up. Right,
0: because they want to level up
1: at, it, at to what they can have. But right. it's built
2: that way. Right, absolutely. the system is built that way. Right,
1: um, it's time scale we're talking about. Strangely, in the Sabbat you don't have that. Why is that? Answer is real simple. The Sabbat said, "Bring it." Right. If you are the strongest, you can sit at the top. Right. However, the strongest in the Sabbat are the elders, and they make it a point to where if you're the pack up and coming, you get the most dangerous jobs. Because, hey, you can handle it. You're some tough hombres. We'll put you out there. We'll put all the hunters your direction. In other words, they set you up to fail because you're sticking out too much. So then you have a system of people still, the elders, are keeping down the Mm lessers. Is how it goes. Why go through all that? In Requiem, they did away with that community bullshit. There's a supernatural thing that makes sure you don't appear on camera and you don't appear in photographs. They make immortality very personal. They also make it to where it's not city based. Yeah, there are vampires in cities. Maybe. It's up to your storyteller. Really? We'll leave that up to you. We'll tell you of the unique bloodlines that have developed their bloodlines. Right. Everyone has a creation myth, and we're just some that share a common creation myth. Maybe you agree. Maybe you don't. But it will always be a truth. The strongest of us hold the title of prince in a city. And they will only maintain that until one of us kills him. And to this, it makes a level of savagery in the game that says whenever you feel you got the stones,
0: <laughs> step, the <fuck> up. <laughs> step
1: up and take on the establishment. But here's the problem. And if anyone knows the name Solomon Birch, you know that Solomon Birch is a badass leader of a cult that has been eyeballing the Princeton in Chicago in their canon for a hot minute. Now, I haven't kept up with that plot portion for a hot hot minute in, in a while, since V20 anyway. And I do know this much, Prince Maxwell wasn't somebody that you just swept to the side. Right. I also know that Maxwell and Solomon are in a coterie. And they both know Solomon wants his seat. Right. But for some reason, he can't take it. We won't go into that because we will when when we go through it. But the point is, that's a different dynamic. Having explained it, anybody listening can go, it just makes sense. Anybody working understands that when you do better, you want the reward. Right. Right? Our whole life as human beings is built to get rewarded the better you improve yourself. That seems to be the way it goes. However, does it? Is that the focus? No, that's called the struggle or the requiem if you will. Right. That should be the <clears throat> point since Gitmo.
0: And basically, you know, what I'm what we're going off about is if you if you feel like Requiem sucks, you're entitled to your opinion. It's a valid opinion because maybe it sucks for you. But I would say give it another chance. Go read some books. Go read some fiction and realize the changes from Vampire the Masquerade to V5 is just another way to trick you into taking on changes <laughs> well, that they made in Requiem.
1: Well, I can't say, well, you're right. We called it. <laughs> we haven't seen the full flesh right. done V5, but, man, we did that interlude, and it was like, this shit's yeah. in Requiem. Yeah, and,
0: and it to me, it feels like these people wrote material that's far superior, right? Rules are far superior. They're easier. They're faster. They make more sense. And a lot of fans just went, Pah, ugh. Ugh, I don't want that. Ugh. I don't like shawarma. Bruja is not the same as Bruja where I come from. I don't like
1: shawarma. It's bad. I like normal gyros. (laughs) Normal gyros, whatever you pronounce. I just like those, man. That's a proper one. But when Iron Man right right, right, and they're all sitting back eating shawarma what's the first thing everybody leaving the theater miles around wanted
0: man i could use some shawarma too what is that i don't and know like chicken or something right a
1: joint near here that sold only hot dogs for years suddenly had right. shawarma advertising oh in the absolutely when that stuff came out and i was like what same thing right and same thing until someone feeds it to you the right way you're not gonna get right.
0: it so so we know that there are some requiem fans out there and we know that there's a lot that aren't and that's cool you know don't do anything you don't want to do we're not your boss we're, we're both just, we're just, you know, we're just some guys, but I would say, why not? Give it a chance. Read it. We Read it objectively. Right. Because it, it's weird because people that like have never played vampire, they're like, wow, this game Requiem is really great. I wonder why that is. Anyways, we love you all. We also love the games you love, except for Highlander, the quickening. Because that's quickening. not a game anybody loves. Because um, there can be only one.
1: Who does that it like marginalizes the majority
0: yeah yeah me i don't know anyways hey we love you hopefully you enjoyed our podcast and uh we'll be back next week with another one
2: i have something to say it's better to burn out than to fade away